Hello, hello, you're listening, you are listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM. Hello, hello, welcome to the radio. This is Student Radio Maastricht coming to you live, but not live, from 107.5 FM all the way at Bunker Studios in the Rioberg. Hello. Today we have a musical guest with us. We're going to walk through a album that's coming up, but we're also going to talk about creative process. And this person is Gabriel Lamaro. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. So you, we have an album come out, coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The noise of time. The noise of time. The noise of time will be heard. But before that, who are you? What do you do? What do you play? So I'm Gabriel. I'm a, I'm a guitar player, arranger, composer. Um, and yeah, I'm from, from Portugal. Uh, I've been living here in the Netherlands for about seven years and uh, leading some projects and playing around and yeah just being a person being a person yes my favorite <laughs> and you used to live in maastricht and you might be coming back yeah hopefully in the next couple months yeah i'll be back to living here and doing stuff here as well very nice so you did you start with guitar back in the day no actually no Ooh. um i well kind of i um, when I was like around three, four years old, I had some like toy guitars and stuff like that. But um, I only started playing music. I was six years old. I started playing flute. I played the flute for like five years. And and then I pick up by accident and against my own will, I start playing the guitar as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you could have been a flute player. I could have been a flute player, but my dream was actually to be a drummer. Oh, don't we all? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, it was not possible because living in a small house and stuff. So the other option was the guitar. And yeah, here I am. And here you are. Well, lucky for that, I guess. And when did you start writing music then? Um, writing music was kind of, was never like a natural thing to me, but it was always something that I was very interested in. I remember when I started playing the guitar, I started learning like basic chords and stuff. And I was more interested in writing my own music, even though I could barely play. Oh, more yeah. <laughs> more than actually like learning other people's music i was never like really into covering i remember like playing guitar for like six months and writing super basic uh songs but like i always found more interesting writing my own stuff but then i only started writing and really arranging i was probably between 18 19 when i already had like a couple of years of, of classical music and and some jazz knowledge as well then i started really doing the kind the of composer, starting composer. yeah my composing <laughs> uh life let's say cool cool so it's been i guess approximately 10 years of that yeah now. more yeah. or less yeah 10 years happy birthday oh thank you <laughs> your birthday did just happen but anyway. yeah that's true <laughs> so we have an album coming out yeah yeah and that's very highly anticipated album coming out <laughs> yes very much so yeah that's true <laughs> And it is called The Noise of Time. Yes, couldn't be more dramatic, yeah. It's a bit dramatic, I'm not going to lie. It is very dramatic, yeah. <laughs> and I'm very aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fortunate. So how about we just throw them in the soup? We just listen to this title track. Sounds great to me. And we come back and talk about it. Sure, yeah. sounds great to me. So you're going to hear The Noise of Time by, well, the band Murphy. Yes. The band Murphy, The Noise of Time which will be coming out on April 7th. However, this is an exclusive student radio Maastricht yeah. 107.5 <laughs> FM sneak peek of the album, which is actually pretty special. So enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. Okay, bye.
Thank you.
listening to 107.5 FM. That was the band Murphy with their title track from the upcoming album, The Noise of Time. Hello, Gabriel. Hello. What is <laughs> the noise of time? <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, this uh, there's a book called The Noise of Time by, by a British writer called Julian Barnes. And the idea for, for this song uh, came out as kind of like being uh, a soundtrack of uh, for the for for the book itself, and uh, and then kind of the idea for the uh, for the whole album came out of that idea as well of being kind of like a soundtrack for like each song of the album being a soundtrack for each one of the chapters of of the book. So that's kind of how I tried to connect everything. And uh, yeah, the, the, this book is great because it's about uh, the end of the Second World War and beginning of the, the whole Soviet Union and everything. And yeah, it just draw my attention and I kind of got very inspired by it and I started writing one hour and a half of music based on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually never asked you why this particular moment in history struck you so much. Can you tell me? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's... Yeah, yeah. well... It's not just the period, but it's more like making a bridge between uh, social things that are happening nowadays and like seeing society making the same mistakes uh, that they made almost 100 years ago. Mm. And uh, yeah, reading these books and doing research and everything. I've, I've always been like a big history nerd. And uh, yeah, for me, just just called my attention that like, you know, so many mistakes that we made the society back then, we repeat them over and over. And as an artist, I always felt the idea, uh, I felt the, the urge to, you know, somehow speak what I uh, speak about it, you know, in this case, like, yeah, I write this, this crazy piece of music, um, you know, that, yeah. And bring it to it. the yeah, surface. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's tragically ironic. We recorded this two years ago, but it's coming out at a time where things are getting even more tense than we could have even imagined yeah. really yeah, yeah that's true and at the time i i remember writing this music and seeing like a lot of tension coming in europe already you know during the period of uh, the the crisis that happened in, in belarus back then and seeing you know the tensions rising all over the world but then you know we wrote i wrote the music and then we recorded and everything but now it seems more uh, it seems even more, I say, present, mm. you know, this this um, nowadays than, than actually like two years ago or something. It seems more real. It does. Yeah. It does. Because we were going through a lot two years ago, but not in the war sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the same degree of, of awareness of like everybody's aware of it. Yeah, that's uh, true. Here, because, yeah. yeah, there's always a war somewhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And just because the West doesn't know about it doesn't mean... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so it's always relevant, the noise of time. Yeah. Time is as old as time itself. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you follow the series of events to structure the music? Or how did the, the actual just topical information... Well, in a way, and the yeah, in a way. But some of these songs, I already had them for a while. Mm. So... Um, I had like different projects that played different songs that are present on the album, and but at the time, uh, yeah, they just felt like different islands. Let's say I had like uh, different projects and different things going on, and I just happened to write those songs. But the way I tried to arrange them was kind of to follow the book. But that came later on when I already had the songs. Um, of course, you know, I went to a uh, writing process and I kind of like did know Frankenstein out of those <laughs> songs you know like uh, like writing again and changing loads of stuff but but yeah but I already had the songs prior to to doing the whole thing yeah and so when it came time to put the band together you also had this kind of collage process didn't you yeah yeah, yeah. can you tell us about yeah, it? yeah of course so Murphy already existed as a band for about a year and a half um, at the time, it was just a trio with a uh, bass, uh, drums, and guitar. And I had another project called Chroma, which was a sextet with two saxophones, uh, an electric bass. And between those two bands, th those two bands, I had like you know this huge amount of music that I wanted to to record. And at the time, 
um, I didn't know what was going to be out of Murphy because uh, our bass player had left at the time and it was like a big part of it because she she would sing and play bass and kind of had like a thing going on already. Power trio. Uh, a power trio kind of thing, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that definitely didn't sound like a trio at times. Sounded like a like way bigger band. Uh, and with the other band, um, I I wanted to do more out of it, but I felt kind of limited because I didn't have the freedom that I had actually with Murphy. So at the time when I came up with the idea of like recording something on my own, which was the first idea was like to record just something under my own name and that's it. I kind of thought, okay, let me take the best, the songs that I found that were the best at Murphy and some, the songs that I thought were the best in Chroma and try to make something, mm. you know, try, try just try to mix both projects. And that was like the, the idea for, for, you know, the lineup at least. So also the people and the songs were yeah. kind of a fusion. So the people were like, yeah. So for instance, uh, Louise that plays bass now in Murphy played in the recording. She was bass player of the other band, uh, Chroma at mm. the time. And uh, um, with Michal, I have with the piano player, I haven't played with him in any of the bands, but I played with him in other bands and he was supposed to record the Chroma project that I was going to do. <laughs> so he was supposed to, to to come over and record with us as well. Um, and then, yeah, I had Ruben in Murphy and you as well. Like uh, <laughs> right away, like I was like, I have to figure out a way to have to have you playing with me. And Jose was already playing with me at the time as well the cr in the Chroma project because, yeah, he was already one of the saxophones playing with me. So just for our listening audience, the people you hear on all the music we have gabriel amau on guitar and composition ruben sieben on drums and also some combo uh jose fito <laughs> jose well, jose angel oriente yeah on saxophone yeah. alongside yours truly on the saxophone louise van den Heuvel on bass and michael nidbala on the piano and nord and then uh julia or julia uh, Julia. Julia Sabate yeah. on some vocals. So, nice gang of humans. Yeah. <laughs> if I say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great, it's a great band, and uh, yeah. you you have a special talent for putting together <laughs> the perfect group of people, uh, even 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 though it's chaotic. Yeah. We thrive in chaos. <laughs> yeah, and people with completely different. I mean, that's what I like the most. Mm. You know, it's like trying to mix people with completely different backgrounds, and completely different styles yeah you know people yeah. for instance like when i thought okay i, I need like two horns to get like the sound i had out of my you know that i had in my head you know i, I really like this blend between you know jose being a way more traditional player in the sense you know that likes to play to play the changes and and has like this more you know traditional jazz vocabulary and mixed with you that has like this whole super sonic and beautiful sound and I can improvise and do, you know, amazing stuff. When like just like this blend for me is, 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 is very, very important. Then you have Louise who's like big, you know, on, on, on grooving and, and soundscaping, but then having like someone like Michal who has like this very beautiful classical way of playing mm -hmm. uh, with Ruben who's like, pretty much a rock player nowadays <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of like this 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 mix and i think that's how you get like an authentic sound out of a band as well yeah so, that's yeah. nice it's interesting some people you can take it kind of other any way you know you could put everybody in the same vibe together and then you make that one vibe very strong and then you can mix a bunch of stuff together and get something unexpected yeah. And it's always magical when you put <laughs> a couple of crazy people in a room and tell them to make noise for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and especially, I think it's, like it's very important as well because of how eclectic this whole, you know, piece of music is. Yeah. I mean, y'all you know, so just listen to nine minutes and 48 seconds of five songs of like normal radio. Yeah, songs. exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, this, like throughout the whole album, like you find so much, you know, yes, so much variety you know, in terms of, you know, in groove and, and in uh, like uh, harmonies and whatnot. And I think it's very important to have, you know, different people that fit into different uh, boxes, let's say, you know, that they can bring their own thing into the music. And, and yeah. Yeah. And nice. I can say as someone who collaborated in that context to be next to someone who has a different box than you, 
is very nice. <laughs> it is. It is. Because for me to, for example, I could trust that my partner would be playing in tune and playing like solid and knowing where we were and things like this <laughs> so it gave me like a solid foundation to get a bit wilder on but then i also feel like i pulled him into my box a bit and i was listening to the album the other day and i was like damn yeah i'm so proud of yeah and <laughs> the uh, weird shit too that we got out of like these people yeah, yeah i remember talking to, to jose uh, before we went to record one of the, the interludes for the album. Mm. And, and I remember him saying, oh, what do you want me to do here? And I was like, just follow Julia. And he was <laughs> like, but there's no music. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> like, you guys are just going to create something right now. And he's like, yeah, but I never played free. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't know that was... Yeah, yeah, it was the first time he played, like, completely free. Yes. And he told me that afterwards. He was like, I never, I've never done something so scary and I was like, oh but how do you feel? He was like, it's great. <laughs> Should we play that interlude? Sure, yeah, you can, you can, yeah. Okay, let's play it and we'll be right back and we'll talk more about Murphy and improv and noisy time and all those things. So stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> one of the three interludes no four one of the four five, in five. The five interludes damn it uh one of the five interludes on the album noise of time by murphy <laughs> <laughs> and you were just talking about it because oh i hit the wow we found some noises in the studio anyways let's sample it yeah that's why wait okay now we have it nice. so <laughs> Oh my god. Um, words. We were talking about how this was a completely improvised moment, and you told everybody to just follow me. Yeah. So exactly. I will tell you what I was thinking then. Sure. Because I don't think I've ever told you. Is that I just wanted space, because <laughs> that's what I always look for, mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting any. So I said, I'm only going to play when there's space. <laughs> and then I let them noodle, I let them noodle, and then the second they would stop, I said, okay. <laughs> and it's always that one note. Yeah. Like, there's always that one note. Because I was uh, actually, I'm always frustrated with the lack of space, you know? Mm. And so I just kind of wanted to fuck around with it, kind of, and, mm -hmm. and just show that frustration, you know? Yeah. Because it's always what's happening to me. And I don't often have the opportunity to express it so openly, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, it's funny because that really sounds like that thing that we were talking about earlier as well about. You know, sounding like two people just fighting, yeah. and perhaps like the the drums actually help a lot totally, because totally. you know it it adds that chaotic and like the feeling of like just breaking things around you. But but to me, it really sounds like the two saxophones are like both just trying to, <laughs> you know, find their space and just like fighting to to actually be heard or whatever. Like, uh, which is funny, yeah. After this track comes a track called "After Love," which is. The breakup song. It's literally the breakup song. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, the couple just fought so much and they end up the relationship and there's just songs about it. <laughs> you know, it's cool how you can improvise. Like, I was not thinking of anything. Like, I was just thinking about space and playing a high D. That was it. <laughs> and then this afterwards, we find meaning in it, but it's like, was it there all along? Or yeah. was it there after? Or is it that's just what was there? Which is funny because... I think I commented with you guys, I told you guys about what After Love was. And I told you guys that, you know, this interlude was going to come before After Love. Right. And that was it. <laughs> so maybe it was there all along. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Should we play some of After Love because we're talking about it? Sure. Yeah, yeah. we can. We'll give you guys a little taste and then we'll come back. Just a friendly ass reminder, you're listening to 107.5 FM on RTV. This is Student Radio Maastricht. I'm Jay slash Julia on the tech. We got Gabriel Amaro here in the studio talking about the album The Noise of Time that will come out on April 7th. And stay tuned for more. We'll talk about the collaborative uh, production process and we will talk about whatever we want and maybe some nerdy <laughs> things so we're gonna play a piece of a tune and then we'll come back okay After Love, a.k.a. the breakup song <laughs> from the band Murphy. And we're here in the studio talking to Gabriel Amaro. Hello. Hello. Yeah. So, hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> we were before talking about improv, but now we can talk about maybe the production process. So, yeah. as someone who was there for the recording, I can tell you guys that we recorded all of this live off the floor, which means... We set up with the microphones in, um, what was, Sprimont, Belgium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the name of the studio? Uh, it was Coco. Coco. Coco Records. Yeah. Very cute place and experience. And they, we recorded it live and they recorded everything we did and we just did it and it was done. Two takes max. Max, yeah. Most of the songs was one take. Which was, we, we felt like gods. <laughs> <laughs> It was a great feeling. I remember <laughs> I remember recording the noise of time and the moment we finished like the first take, I was like, That's it. There we go. And then we go to the to the control room and I'm just like crying a little. Aww. I was like, Nah, this this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not touch it. No, we can't. <laughs> so 
we kept those holy moments and then instead of um doing a bunch of piecing together to make it perfect you made it crazy <laughs> i decided to make it <laughs> and crazy. kind of perfect but in a <laughs> crazy way so how did that happen because i didn't have any hands in that process so i'm gonna so, leave that to you yeah so basically after the the whole recording thing that we did that weekend uh i went home and listened to to the whole thing that we did the live off the floor the, yeah exactly mm. and i was just thinking how can i make it more dramatic and more um film scoring like mm. which was like the whole idea right to so like uh, like one big scoring piece for for the book and that's when i start you know doing all the stuff for overdubbing so i was lucky enough even before we start talking about the production itself but i was very lucky enough to work with uh, with uh, julia sabate who's an amazing singer and, yeah. and she plays the violin so amazingly well uh and and she did all the the choir yeah. and string orchestra things that i wrote by herself in her bedroom that's crazy which was crazy uh, what a treat for you because yeah gabriel writes big freaking sounds i saw the vocal chart there's like eight voices and 20 string parts there's 20 string parts on the noise of time there's like 20 voices for strings that she recorded <laughs> one by one. Oh my goodness <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you got a whole orchestra out of one person. Out That's of one person, yes. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And she did that all like in, in her bedroom and she would send me all the stuff and I didn't touch it because I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were just sending scores to each other back and forth and she would record and send me back. Uh, and then it started getting very interesting. Right. And then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Then it started getting very interesting because um, a few weeks before we went to the studio and just out of luck, uh, I started talking to this amazing, first is an amazing bass player, uh, but it was a great producer as well from the US called Tim LeFaith that uh, some might know about uh, his projects with uh, David Bowie <laughs> and some other amazing musicians. Um, and uh, yeah, we just, I just asked him if he would be up to produce our album already expecting a no and lucky enough he said send me the songs wow so i sent what i had which was like basically phone recordings and he was like yes let's do that wow. so yeah so we got him in the team and so after when we had all the arrangements and all the the overdubs recorded and everything then uh, we started working with tim and uh uh, another guy who's responsible for for mixing, Jason Kingsland, is a, a great mixing engineer as well. And then we spent one week doing the whole production of the album with with the two of them. Yeah, working nights due to time zone difference and whatnot. Oh yeah, because they're like halfway across the world. Right? Yeah, they were in Atlanta, <laughs> and we were basically in Amsterdam. So was a crazy week but wow. yeah we got it done in one week with uh, team jason and ruben of Amazing. course yeah so you and ruben have like a duo collab on this project yeah. kind yeah. of yeah i mean funny enough uh even before we start murphy like way back uh ruben and i uh, always had like this thing that we wanted to do something at some point uh something like very big but we also you know in the first year in school we kind of had like this thing that was all they were always joking saying like oh we should play you know if we would play like with someone like you know big and and, and famous who would that be and we we're always joking about playing with tim no are you serious yeah i'm serious actually in fact the first time we met in school the first time i spoke to ruben he was like doing like some rudiments and paradiddles and whatnot and it was sounding like a lot like the marchuliana stuff i'm crazy about drummers as you know so I, was, I, I got it right away and I was like, oh, this guy kind of sounds like Marchuliana, <laughs> who happens to play with Tim LeFave in everything. Uh, and sick. and so I, the first thing I asked him was like, hey, you sound like Marchuliana. And he was like, hey, Marchuliana is my favorite drummer in the world. And then one of the first things we talked about was about Marchuliana and Tim LeFave, even Whoa. before we started the band. Whoa. Fast forward like three years and we have Tim LeFave in our album as a as a bass player and is a producer so like that's fucking crazy that is so crazy i didn't know that yeah it's true that's terrifyingly cool yeah yeah 
Wow, some people are on this like law of attraction shit, but like, you didn't even try. We didn't even try. <laughs> you just had genuine interest, yeah. kind of, and you worked very hard to make that happen. Also, yes, yes, yeah, which I think so. that's yeah. the aside. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the backdoor uh, blueprint behind the scenes. But wow. I'm a bit stunned by that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that. I, th I thought you knew about it, actually. Maybe like, you told yeah. me at some point, but at this point, it's... I know you, and I know the music in an almost completely different context than mm -hmm. when we first met, so... Yeah, of course. It's like I have a different brain, <laughs> you know, that relates to this universe. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Wow, okay. I remember the first song we played... Or the first one I heard from this project, like before we did the recording, was called Geada. Yeah. And can you tell me what that word means? Uh, it's actually Portuguese uh, for frost. And uh, I actually wrote, it's actually, it's probably the first song I wrote as soon as I moved to the Netherlands. It was like mm -hmm. the first one. And was a song that went through a lot of uh, changes over the years until we got to, to this point. But uh, yeah, it was like probably the first song, it was the first song I wrote and um, and it was like a song that I always love to play because of how intense and free it is. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's why it's my favorite actually. It's my favorite for that reason and also because it like, three reasons. <laughs> <laughs> that, like the freedom part, yeah. it kind of calls on my ancestors, which I also appreciate. <laughs> And the cool-ass rhythmic riff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very nerdy thing. Oh, we love nerdy things. <laughs> but how about we just let them listen to it? Yeah. And they can feel the power of the Giada. And when we come back, you know where you are. You are on 107.5 FM on Student Radio Maastricht. And we'll be back after this. you're listening to but that was the band murphy that was the first track but in the middle of it yeah and Geada. so which means frost in portuguese yep yeah actually i today literally two minutes ago learned that i was wrong <laughs> in my head <laughs> because i thought it was dew like morning dew on the grass like when it's wet but not when it's frozen because frost oh. is frozen. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I didn't yeah, realize yeah, yeah. it was frozen. Yeah. My inner tundra Canadians, like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, so we wanted to let you guys in on some secrets of rhythmic retrograde. You might oh, have yeah. heard of Mercury <laughs> retrograde. <laughs> this but, not is <laughs> but not rhythmic retrograde. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, so we heard some 
spacey improv, and then we heard boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and can you tell? Which is the coolest part of the song? It is. <laughs> it is though. So in the coolest part of the song, where does it come from? Tell us. So basically, uh, I'm very passionate about the idea of having proper storytelling in a song. So if I have any idea, either if it's a melody or chords or in this case a rhythm, I like to find different variations of the material uh, that I can use in different parts of the song in order to have a proper beginning, a middle section and an ending. So in this case for, for this song, Geada, it has a riff that, that's played in the beginning and it's played also in the end. Um, and I just wanted to have like an intense improv section in between. So basically what I did was, I wrote the same riff backwards <laughs> and I realized that if I would put it twice as slow, it would sound like a Fucking heavy dope. metal <laughs> section in the middle of an improv song. So, and there you go. There we go. <laughs> so if you want to hear the original riff, you'll have to listen to the album. <laughs> it's the first song of the album. Yeah. So you don't have to work very hard for it, you know, <laughs> but you will have to listen to it. So it's going to come out on April 7th. April 7th, yeah. In the Lord's year of 2023. When we say the Lord, we say that a lot here on SRM, but... Which Lord? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Precise. That's a conversation for another hour. Well, the whole point is it's a non-denominational Lord. <laughs> Age-undered Lord. <laughs> I like it. But it's still the Lord's year, you know. Um, <laughs> so... You, we've heard a lot of music today, but there's a whole hour and a half's worth of music on this album. Fun fact is that we are recording this radio episode at Banca Studios, which is in Mariaburg in Maastricht, which is the coolest building ever if you haven't been there yet. However, we will probably be doing an album launch there at some point in the near distant future. That's true. Somewhere yeah. in May. Somewhere. Still to be announced. But. TBD, TBA. <laughs> See you there. See you there, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to play it live. Yeah, I've been waiting for so long that uh, oh my I can't. And the funny thing is going to be, you know, how much we changed <laughs> yeah. in those two years yeah. as musicians. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I'm very curious to see the result also live. I'm so curious because my balls have gone from blue all the way around the spectrum of the rainbow back to blue. <laughs> but now I think on April 7th. <laughs> I will have some release, but the, anyway, sorry, that was <laughs> gross. <laughs> that was so gross. <laughs> I mean, there were rainbows in there, so lovely still. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I saw a double rainbow the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen one of those in a while. I I saw it. I, even just the rainbow itself, I thought, wow, I haven't seen a rainbow in for so long. For someone like me, it's very inspiring to write music. <laughs> <laughs> Would you put a tone for each color or would you gradiate frequencies? No, for me, it's more about keys, keys and colors. Oh, yeah, you have that kind of bright, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So what, what key is red again? Red is C minor. <laughs> <laughs> what color is depressive major? It depends. If it's in D or E. <laughs> yeah. But a depressive Fair E enough. major, which is our favorite, is always like a dark green kind of thing. Um, you know that. I mean, <laughs> I'm literally wearing that color. Anyway, uh, yeah, I like to be a bit casual and random at the end of the radio show. But is there anything you want to mention that we haven't covered yet that people should? Have we said that the album is dropping on April 7th? <laughs> April 7th. <laughs> Murphy the band. <laughs> Where can they listen to it? On any stream platforms that you have access to. YouTube Music, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, whatever. Deezer, Tidal. All of them. I don't even know all of them, to Me be neither. fair. Yeah. Amazon Music. Amazon, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, where can we follow you slash the band in the meantime? Like, where can they find information about... Well, I'll be posting a lot of stuff on my, my Instagram page right now, which is a very original name. It's called Gabriel.amaro.music. Wow. I put a lot of effort into that. You're very full of effort, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or my artistic page on Facebook that I also put a lot of effort into it, which is called Gabriel Amaro Music. 
<laughs> wow. So yeah, no, I'll be posting. I'll be posting a lot of of stuff there, and uh, also on our uh, Spotify profile of the band, uh, which is the band Murphy, uh, will be a lot of information uh, in the upcoming weeks as well. So yeah, you guys can follow there. And for those of you who are already following on Student Radio Maastricht, by the time this airs, you'll see a post where we will we will have tagged Gabriel and all of those things. So <laughs> you can be lazy and open your phone go to our page and say, hmm, I liked this. <laughs> and then it's yours. Isn't it easy? <laughs> Very easy. Very easy. Okay. Well, I thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me. I think we've done our job. I agree. Yeah, I you agree. agree. We decided to leave you all, our audience, with a serenade. <laughs> so this is one of the five interludes from the album The Noise of Time by Murphy, which will come out on April 7th, 2023 on wherever the fuck you want to find it. By the way, it comes out on April 7th, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and just don't forget that... Anyway, no, I'm not going <laughs> to... But uh, yeah, we have this little serenade. We thought we'd leave you with it because when this is uh, airing on the radio, it's going to be close to 11 p.m. And we've rocked your ears. Now we're going to soothe them with some of the um, composed slash improvised piano stylings from Michael Michal Niedbawa, but written by our dear Gabriel. So we leave you with that. And I hope to see you guys perhaps in... The Bonka Studios in the future, either as our live studio audience or for the Murphy album release whenever that happens. And Ooh. yeah, be a person, do a thing, write a song, hug your trees, uh, anything you want to wish the universe, I think. Uh, if you think you should do something, now is the time to do it. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Farewell, dear radio. Enjoy more radio coming after this. This has been Jay on tech and Gabriel in the studio on 107.5 FM Arte Wave with Student Radio Maastricht. <laughs>